Okay, just a quick reminder this week, uh, you know, check us out on social media at uh, Three Dudes Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, give us a, uh, a rating on Apple Podcasts uh, if you're listening. This week, uh, we're going to talk about some uh, natural gas. Here we go. Another week, uh, it's Tyler here with Mitch, hello, and Christian, hello. And uh, this week we are talking about Oscar-nominated documentary uh, directed by Josh Fox called Gasland. Yes, it's all about so, natural gas fracking. Yeah, and natural gas fracking accessories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, those who don't know what uh, natural gas fracking is, basically, it's uh, it's pretty the, cool. Yeah, it's the um, action taken in which natural gas gas is extracted from the earth mm-hmm. so it uh, consists of like blasting uh, you know, chemical kinda, filled water into the ground it's very literally humans fucking the earth yeah we stick right. our so little proboscis down into the shale and yeah. just pump it full of our juices and yeah. it it's all natural stuff too yeah, they it just it's a big old fart of shoot gas. all water in there right like mm, there's well, yeah, no water. crazy chemical that has like gnarly names like more water than I think is involved in any other process except for like ocean shipping yeah or like yeah. a golf course but like the, <laughs> yeah. the consumption of a golf course you're like that's fucked up and yeah, then fracking is like ah check this out yeah so like and the thing like I've you know, I haven't looked into fracking a hell of a lot. Uh, I know it's not good. And the thing that uh, sucks is that, you know, compared to oil, natural gas is, is so great. But the process to get it yeah. is so fucking terrible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, And it's, it's so obviously bad. That was what really yeah. struck me about this is that, like, the details from the inception of the idea of fracking to its actual application everything about it is clearly bad. Mm. There's nothing good except the money at the end of the line. And, and, and that'll make humans do some awesome shit. And, you know, and I'm sure like, you know, this is obviously a, a very one-sided doc. I don't think Josh Fox misled us at all. I think he basically told straight facts mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's some natural gas fracking that's done away from people yeah. that that doesn't have such adverse effects. It has to, though, because there's no fucking way you can yeah. pump, like, how many different types of acids and, like, all this shit. There's just like, man, we just put it in there and whatever. And then, like, well, what do they do with it after? Like, we just put it in the ocean and then hope it doesn't come back. Right. So, yeah. like, and like what, where the fuck does that go? We're like, oh, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It goes like, into oh, our shrimp and our oysters. Cool. That shit definitely all happens. I'm just saying, like, it's, this focuses on the adverse effects around people. Yeah. Um, you know, if yeah. they do it yeah. in the middle of nowhere, there's no one around. Um, sure. 
natural gas might be released through those um, things, and it's being released into the... You'd just be a deer, stre- eat some grass, and, and then fucking... Poof. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but, yeah, it's tricky in that respect, because depending on where you do it, um, with climate change happening, the sure. permafrost, like, say, in northern Canada, is starting to recede. It's not going as deep, so the evaporation of water that makes yeah. the permafrost will have all of these chemicals sure. in it. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously not as bad. Yeah. I think it's it's like a bit of a, a tight loop though in that right. you produce natural gas which weakens the ozone which feeds it back into the system that yeah. weakens the ozone. Yeah, and, and I you know, again I, I don't think Josh Fox misled us or anything. Um you know I No, I don't think so. I, I, I think overall natural gas fracking is a bad thing. We should probably stop doing it. Um, but yeah, it just sometimes mm-hmm. like in documentaries and, and it was a great documentary. Mm-hmm. I just wish we got to see a little bit more of both sides, which I guess is hard with this. Yeah. Subject, but there's no but way like any of the oil industry guys, no, like they were stumbling when they had to talk to Congress or whatever. That's and right. the lady was yeah. like, just basically say fucking yes or no. And he's like, Oh, I'm, uh, I had toast today. And she's like, I just fucking say it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he did try to show both sides, right. but they yeah. were pretty reluctant. Yeah. I mean, but that's like, that's a good example though. That sure. kind of proves the rule that this is terrible because mm-hmm. they're not even willing to talk about it because yeah. they know they can't. Yeah. really lie but then the truth is awful and yeah they, they're it's not. like the scientology guys right like no one yeah. in scientology was like fuck dude i'll sit down with you like listen this is what's up yeah like it's because they know it's bad yeah. yeah so yeah christian makes a good point uh josh fox did uh reach out to um a bunch of natural gas uh mm-hmm. people and uh actually in one scene he sits down with a guy in the Starts asking questions. The guy's like, oh, yeah, I think we're, yeah. we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, and like, call me back. That, that just, I like money too much. I need to leave. It just brings me to like, um, yeah, a point that I hate to make. Like, just as humans, we're fucking terrible. And like, I think we've touched on this before. <laughs> a couple of times. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, are. seeing those guys sit in Congress and just kind of like, um, kind of like word dance their way around thing. Like, yeah. How do these people not have consciences? But how is no one in Congress have the balls to just stand up and be like, fuck you. Like, well, I guess they couldn't swear, but just basically fucking fire press them so hard. Like that lady did. Yeah. She, she was Cause like the one at the beginning, the one guy, when they're like all the gas people are like, thank you. Thank you. And then the one guy's like, thank you. And they're yeah. like, why did you, why did you just say you thank you? You have no you? idea what you just said thank you to. They're like, you oh yeah, I do. I just, killed. they just bought me a summer house, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. I know yeah. what I'm saying thanks for, but I'm not telling you. So how, uh, how many times since that documentary have you tried letting your water on fire? None, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's actually, that's a strange point. No, I didn't even think about it. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a sad bias. Because, like, I totally yeah. believe our system doesn't work like that here in Canada and this particular part of Canada I don't even like this doc didn't even make me think about my area that yeah. I live in. Cause like, I know it doesn't happen. Do they do just know like fracking out West? Um, yeah. Like where like, the oil is. I don't know. So like much in, about fracking. Like they have oil. Yeah. Wells. Yeah. I just wonder with like their process. It's but probably, I, I, I didn't look it up. Not great. I, I don't know if for, I think fracking is allowed in Canada. I wouldn't, I think yeah. it is, but like our, our area, like I've, hmm. I, maybe that's maybe that's just a part of the fucking subterfuge of the industry is yeah. that they don't tell you 
when or why it's happening or what this particular well, facility yeah. is doing. Well, unless it's on your property and they, yeah, need, they exactly. need access. Right? And yeah. those people that moved there should have known that there was oil in their land. Yeah. So it's <laughs> their Americans, problem. And it's also so beyond hilarious that like you don't own the mineral rights. See, and so like how fucked up is that? Like that's like land ownership only goes down 10 feet or something. Yeah. And so this is kind of the further fucked up part. All three of us use natural gas, like yeah. constantly. That's how we heat our our homes. Yeah, uh, I yeah. know Christian's in a part. I don't. Is it electric heat? You know, or uh, my building, my my apartment, my unit actually is. It's yeah. just like electric baseboard heating. Right, but yeah, I yeah. bet you I use it in other ways. Oh, I know for sure. I use it at work. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, and if the government came to us tomorrow and said, "Hey, guys, we're not allowing natural gas production anymore. You guys all have to heat your house with." oil or um, solar electricity. Or, or solar or electricity but we're not lowering your rates we would be fucking livid yeah mm-hmm. we would be like what no you can't do that yeah but then again we don't want natural gas fracking so it's like you're fucked if you do you're yeah. fucked if you don't and the downside is yeah. that likely maybe it's different in canada but there isn't a subsidy to like a real hefty subsidy to convert to a green energy like if we wanted to install solar no. on the top of our houses so, to replace that deficit of natural gas removal, we'd have to do that out of our own pocket, and that's expensive. There used to be so, a setup, but I don't think it's here so anymore. They'll still give you a subsidy to put um, um, panels on okay. your house. Um, they used to pay you for, like, you know, say you you use two hundred kilowatts, um, and you. Um, brought in 300 kilowatts. They would pay you for that 100 kilowatts. They'd siphon mm-hmm. it off, and yeah. So they they would any extra that you're not using, essentially, they would, they yeah. would pay you for. Holy cow! It's funny so too to that the one the, system. the one gas guy was like, "Listen, there's no environmentally friendly way to get like the resources that we need. Like basically saying that like solar and like like oh sorry energy. Like there's no clean way to create energy." Right. And I was like, wait, what about like all the green stuff? But then I was like, I guess you could say with like the manufacturing of the batteries is kind of fucked up. Sure. And like the fiberglass and casings that yeah. go into windmills. Yeah. And, and there's oil in windmills as well. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. There's grease and all kinds yeah. of lubricants. And there's but, like the wire insulation that goes yeah. on these yeah. uh, cables. Yeah. That's all oil and petroleum, yeah. plastic based. So, and, and the, just the too thing advanced. is, too, like, we fucked ourselves. Like, uh, you know, unfortunately, electricity isn't a great, uh, it's not a very efficient heater, right? Like, no, no, um, no. Especially like in an apartment building where every apartment building has a heat and yeah. 90% of people are going to heat it at the same level. Yeah. It's kind of, it all works together. Um, but yeah, like baseboard heaters in a, a house, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be a big house or a small house, they're very inefficient. Like, you know, if you have your baseboard heater here, and you're using a ton of electricity to use it, yeah, and then you go into your hallway that doesn't have a baseboard here, it's going to be cold there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So even like, if we put electrical panels or uh, solar panels on the the roof, like, you're still, if we said, yeah, fuck it, we're not using natural gas at all, mm-hmm. and we just want to use electricity, like, 
it just it's not that efficient that's that's yeah. a ton of energy i wonder we, if there's some like system that you could do with like the in-floor heating but it's like in like in your walls and stuff so everything mm -hmm. kind of keeps the temperature yeah, like so the, everything doesn't have to work so hard there's like geothermal heat and, yeah and everything like that um yeah, like, it's probably really expensive, and no one sure. wants to refit a house. Yeah. Like, new builds yeah. probably have that option, but mm -hmm. like, to refit existing homes, like, oh, absolutely. This particular area, like Trenton Belleville, they have a lot of wartime homes, and like they're small, yeah. so it wouldn't be really expensive. But there's thousands. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, uh, like some people are like, this is their first time yeah. house, yeah, or like an old stone money. house or something. So and like, yeah, I know a, a couple of friends of mine they live out uh, outside of like more rural, um, and they have. Uh, boilers so basically like that's cool like yeah. oil or no wa like heat like, like water wood like steam wood boilers oh, uh, cool. and it uh, pumps like hot water through the house to, to warm okay yeah. but like that's a again a ton of wood so like yeah you know <laughs> well, dude, like, we're trying to save ever, trees. Have you ever read any stories about like in cities where apartment buildings like had fireplaces like the shit would just catch on fire all yeah. the fucking time and, and then like it, all the smoke and that was like um a code yeah. problem. Like yeah. they built the apartments yeah. maybe not quite so insulated as they do now. And like insulation technology yeah. has improved yeah. a lot. And it would be cool though if like every apartment had like, a, like if your apartment had a fucking little fireplace. Yeah, that'd be so cool. I was thinking that as we were talking about this, I'm like, fuck, why don't we just go back to wood? But like, <laughs> we used mm. to. Yeah, we would. Yo, there was some report down. that they can grow wood in a lab now. So let's Holy fucking shit. use that um, shit. And and Man. the wood boiler isn't in the house. Like you have to walk outside. Like so. Yeah. The the months you are using it are the oh, fucking months. That'd be months freaky if cold. it was in your house. Like oh, hopefully this thing doesn't blow <laughs> well, up. I mean, they used to. Like they had coal. Yeah, and they also right? used like, to blow up. So. Like if you if you think about the old. Uh, um, furnace in the uh, home alone house. I was gonna say, wasn't he, that? He, the? Go, he goes downstairs. Like that's a coal boiler, basically. Man, um, man, that's like that's just as bad in another way. Man, throwing yeah. coal into oh, a sure. fireplace though. Yeah, well, yeah, nobody uses fun. coal anymore. Other like the power plants. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like we're, unless we can come up with a um, a clean way to to uh, extract natural gas. Yeah, nuclear. Oh shit! No, wait. Never mm. mind. Fuck. Hydroelectric. Yeah, we're we're kind of beholden to it. and. That being said, like, uh, you know, we talked about windmills a little bit. There's like a new windmill. It's just a stick. Oh, um, does it just spin? It, no, no, it, uh, no way. so it just go, like it goes back and forth. There's a plant that does the exact same thing. It yeah. grows into essentially like an airplane propeller blade yeah. and it, it catches the wind and it's got a fairly oh. springy uh, yeah. structure to it and it wags one way. But that spring action wags it back, and then the wind catches it again, and it it just wags like a fucking cow's yeah. tongue. So you can put That's the, so crazy. What's that help with the plant? It helps it grow, or just helps it? Uh, it like throws pollen out when it's. Oh, that's yeah. how it. Yeah. yeah. So this like creates energy when it uh, when it wags back and forth. Wow, that's awesome. And you know, so some it, smart fucking scientist just looked at that plant and was like, we can do that. Yeah, why not? They're Damn, that's so cool. They're not as invasive as like these huge windmills. Like, Yeah, they yeah. they have a weird noise to them. But I mean, it's like living by the train tracks, I feel. That, like, like traditional windmills, you mean? Yeah, like they that? have like a weird like ting. Like you can kind of, 
it's like a it's a weird noise yeah. for sure. Like I know being a, around them, we have a bunch of windmill farms around this area. Yeah, uh, and solar farms. And there's a bunch of people that think they go crazy from them, so that's fun. There are solar farms where, like, I've been just zipping down the 401, and you, like you look out across, like you're on top of a ridge, and then you look down into one of the valleys. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought it was a lake, but it was just it was dozens of acres of just yeah. solar panels. And I was like, yeah. wow. I always thought those pictures of- That's shocking. In California, when they like first had the solar field, right. fe- solar panel fields, like that looks so crazy. And then yeah. now yeah. they're like all over, which yeah. is like, fuck, that's pretty cool. Cause like if it's old land that's not being used or- Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and that's just the thing. Like, and we we're kind of talking something similar about uh, before this, but you know, Land uh, as things expand becomes more valuable, and yep. like, these farms take up tons of land, right? That's mm. valuable land, whether it be for city expansion. Oh, the or, wind farms, mm-hmm. or like the solar, solar or farms. yeah, any yeah. kind of. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, there was a proposal a while ago down in state in the states. It was in like Arlington, Texas, or something, where there was a massive parking lot. I think it was at like a mall of America. Are those like a franchise? It was a big mall. Uh, I think mall of America is just in, in Minnesota. Yeah. One thing. So there's this was like ginormous, ginormous, fucking enormous like gas stations in Texas. So maybe it was like one of those, but I kind of think it was a mall, but yeah. this parking lot is like 20 acres of just tarmac. Yeah. That's a major heat sink. Yeah. Um, but if you cover it with solar panels, it's already groomed it's got a good foundation so mm-hmm. you can just put solar panels above the whole parking lot it reduces the heat sink you capture energy and it keeps your car cool yeah like it's, it provides artificial shade spots sure. but then you capture the energy and it's it's tarmac anyways it's not pretty yeah you might as mm-hmm. well have something that's not pretty but super duper healthy yeah. like an artichoke artichokes aren't pretty really but they're good for you and this is kind of the same that it would give you the chance to uh, yeah, or just put it right in the pavement. Or so right in the so pavement. Some, yeah. That'd be so cool. There's been talk about that, like uh, um, building roads out of uh, out of the solar panel material. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're blocks, I guess, or panels. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like the the sun's beating on it all the time, right? Um, and uh, like the, I, I think I was watching a video on it. I think it... It was less maintenance than actual road, like actual mm. asphalt. It's so shitty though, because that brings up the perfect point that this documentary kind of made is that like then there's a group of people in an industry who aren't going to make money anymore. Right. And that if you try and stop fracking and if you try and stop asphalt production, <laughs> the, con- the concrete is taking our jobs. Yeah. See, th- this is where governments have to step up. Like governments have to step up and say, hey, look, we're going to um, give you incentive. If you're a um, non-green energy company, we're going to give you an incentive to pivot and turn, like start putting more money into green energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, like, if there's no incentive, like these people are, uh, businesses are businesses. Businesses exist to make money. Um, as great or shitty as that is, that's what they're there for. And, you know, unfortunately, these businesses employ people that don't seem to have consciences or mm. care about uh, the overall picture. Um, so, yeah, like if you give them an incentive and give them a way to make money by doing something better, why not? 
Yeah. I think it comes down to um, comfortability. Yeah. And they just don't like sharing. Sure. And that they're they're willing to do this because this is just their life. Yeah. Like that they don't it doesn't extend past their little immediate family. That if these guys who were building fracking sites, if they built them first on their own property and then their well went to shit and their kids started to have neurological diseases yeah. and like fucking neuropathy and numb feet and whatnot and headaches, they would be like, not anymore. Like, take it out. It hurts yeah. my kids. But it doesn't because they're so rich and they have health care. It but, doesn't matter. But I don't know if they would say take it out. Like, ah, I'm making money. My kids are just a side effect. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that would, you'd be that like, would be you awful. are the fucking president <laughs> and goddamn, like, we'll just give you. But what do you I, want? We'll give but, you everything. But that's what I feel like. Like listening to those guys talking at Congress, like I, f- I feel like they're just black holes. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. dude. Like, they didn't. They didn't yeah. even look up. They were like reading. Like they're like, uh, "Hi, my name is." Yeah, and like, like just re- like not even. And that's the scary part. Like they don't look like bad people. They just, no, they just look people. like people. That's and, so. That brings me to a really fucked up point about this documentary that. It's it's a terrible thing to think, but to do this to the world, that kind of makes sense. The world doesn't feed back in obvious ways. Yeah. It produces things like fucking climate change, but they're hard to perceive. Um, and it takes a lot of research and investment to get good data to say climate change is happening. So the world is kind of not responsive. Right. People, that's a terrible thing to do this to, but... In general, it's terrible, but I can I can understand it more in like a tribalistic sense why I would choose to fuck over these people who are the other. They're not my direct neighbors. They're way away, like <laughs> kind of like how we take oil from uh, like the Middle East and the Caucasus area of the world. Uh, That's they, fine. They buy the oil. Good point. Good you point. Don't... Um, so <laughs> I, I can kind of see how you could, um, like biologically justify that practice because my tribe of white North American people does this to the tribe of, uh, like ancient Mesopotamian people. That kind of makes sense. Like this is a tribalistic thing, but this is happening from Americans to Americans. Right. This mm-hmm. is like, they're fucking over their own mm-hmm. people, but then it hit me. They're not fucking their own people over because these people are the haves and who they do it to Mm -hmm. are the have-nots. This isn't a race thing. This is a class thing. Nobody cares at the top because they have things like health care, vacation time, two or three homes. These are major conjectures, but I'm talking about the people in like the top 5% of these companies, like management more or less. Right. (laughs) The people who tell the little guys have nots what to do mm-hmm. and they're always under the thumb so like this isn't that's just a western history though man like yeah, it's always no, been like, like that which is fucking crazy it, it is it is just like that that's true because like they were like we need to get out of europe because these sons of bitches are oppressing us and yeah. then the moment that they can they're like oppress yeah fuck yeah yeah and then let's it, keep doing it <laughs> they they just became really really greedy and yeah they made the system work for them so it turned from the tribe of skin color or like the appearances mm-hmm. of the tribe, like the, the superficial tribe to mm-hmm. like the metaphysical have tribe, like the, the, the upper echelon, like right. the financial elite tribe yeah. 
Like, and that's a class thing. Like these are these are the upper people, like the one percenters, fucking over the ninety nine percent. Yeah. And it just this documentary made that like really really clear to me that they're willing to do this to their fellow Americans, but they're not mm-hmm. their fellow Americans. Their fellow Americans no. are other rich white guys. Yeah. Like they don't care that they're white anymore. They care that they're poor. Yeah. That makes like, and none of the CEOs like none of the CEOs kids are going to work in the oil fields and or yeah. like be in the military. Right. To no. like see some shit. That's a good point. That's a really good point. It's like, like yeah. it's the tribe of the rich and the tribe of the poor. It's not yeah. the tribe of the white or the native. Yeah. It's, it's different now. So they're willing <laughs> they to They figured do it to that problem out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they systematically have worked out all the bugs of that oppression system. And now they can oppress their own yeah. people and they don't even see it coming. It's fucked up too. It's in the documentary of like, okay, this is what they're doing in like mainland. US and then it was like oh there's talks that they're gonna start fracking in Africa and like oh my god holy fuck man yeah if, like, I feel like, like one someone of the last havens yeah or some African guy who's like hey man let's not do this they'll be like we can just kill this guy yeah let's just and kill like, him because like, who's gonna report it exactly like we'll we'll get the report yeah. from our fucking third party system that we own yeah and like we'll just bury it. I mean, like your water sucks. Like here in Africa, your water's always sucked. Like what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. So the one uh, part that I kind of found interesting, like a lot of these uh, fracking uh, setups are um, taking place in like Wyoming, Utah, mm-hmm. like uh, Middle America. Yeah, yeah, but typically flyover states. <laughs> t- typically red states. Um, yeah. So you know, and the people that they interviewed, like if if I didn't know they were in a documentary against fracking, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh yeah, these guys are Republicans. These guys are 100% on mm-hmm. uh, making money, mm-hmm. um, gas industry, oil industry. They don't want to see mm-hmm. people. It, it's interesting to see these people yeah. who you don't think of, like I don't think of them as progressive. I don't think of them as... Um, they would be interesting people to talk to because you just sure. be like, hey, what do you think about and this like, group? Yeah, I would love to see how they're um, ideology changed before this fracking happened to them. Absolutely. As to after. Uh, Absolutely. And see if they support the same people, see if they... The yeah. guy who... Yeah, I, I agree. I think the guy who stood out to me that did that was uh, the bigger guy. Right. He had the white cowboy hat and the big old Elmer yeah. Fudd. Yeah, that mustache. guy was hilarious. He blowtorched that tub of bad yeah. produced water. You yeah. Mean Walter... Uh, well, Wilford Brimley. Yeah, Wilford yeah. Brimley. He was yeah. in this dog. Yeah. yeah. He kind of surprised the hell out of me because, yeah. like, he seems like thoroughbred cowboy. Like, he's a Montana man. Yeah. And, but, like, he was, he was shitting on, like, the big guy. And, yeah. like, that might be also a conservative mindset, but I just, I didn't know it existed. But that guy was, that was a treat. Yeah. He was super cool. And he was not backing down. Yeah. He was about to name names if he could. Well, and that's the thing. It, it's going to, and it, I, I don't think this is a Republican or a um, Democrat problem because I think it happens under both uh, um, parties. So I'm not blaming left or right. Um, but yeah, it, it's it takes people like that to kind of move this movement forward, I think. Yeah. It takes people Which is who, so fucked up that you can't just be like, let's all just have clean water. Yeah, yeah, no. for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think it's well, like I want clean water, but like I don't care about those green people. They don't need clean water. Like why the fuck not? Yeah. Like fuck it. It's it's gonna take the people who were 
like 100% in that corner. Yeah. To go 100% in the opposite corner. Yeah. Um, American Factory. Um, we talked about this before, but we haven't actually formally watched it here yet. Uh, had a moment like that. One of the guys that they sent over to uh, China to consult to bring techniques back to this new American installation yeah. um, where he was working. Uh, he was at one of their dinner parties and he witnessed a bunch of showmanship and it was a grand event. It was really, really fun. And he had to step out because he was having like, I, I would say like an actual existential crisis and he was bawling his eyes out in the hallway and some people came over and the documentarians were catching it all. And he said to one of their liaisons in China, he was like, we're, we're all just so happy to be here. Like we're all people. I can't believe it. Like, we're all just one big family. There's no difference. It's like, welcome, buddy, to the fucking world. Yeah, but you got, in that guy's defense, man, that guy probably grew up his whole life being around, like, red China. They're evil. They're commies. Like, they're not human. But, like, that's, that's, I guess, like, classic propaganda. And they're willing to do it. You think he came back to America and was, like, telling his drinking buddies? And they're like, bullshit, man. Man, I just wish we could lay Man, I saw some documentary and you were crying like a little bitch. Yeah, really. (laughs) Um, That's just, that's the strange thing thing though is that this movement still has opposition but in like a male posturing perspective right. it's like because it's they easy. know it's good but they fall back on their genetics of like oh i'm still like a tough man i yeah. can i can deal with this shit be like no you fucking can't because you're dying of asphyxiation man. so and your wife is I'm an oil man <laughs> so yeah and i think like you know it's all and again i don't i don't want to make this a left right thing but it's all fine and great for you know um progressive uh, Democrats in New York city to be like, Oh, we need clean drinking water. We need to stop uh, fracking. Mm-hmm. But unless like the deep red um, States uh, or like the, the people who are fully entrenched mm-hmm. kind of meet in the middle and say, yeah, mm-hmm. Hey, look, we need to, to do something about this. Yeah. It's, it's never going to gain traction. That'd be pretty awesome. And then like the oil industry would shit a brick for sure. So it'd be like, yeah. Oh, Fuck. I uh, I started following Josh Fox on on Instagram, and uh, it, like he. Do you a, think? Oh, sorry, he, I was say he's he's a big like he's a very big activist for for climate change for natural gas uh, for, oh, for for everything okay. really like um, maybe maybe not for natural gas. No, but he's burning that wick at both. Yeah. But like his burning uh, that ember. His username like his handle on Twitter is Josh Fox film, but activist like, Josh hashtag it, fuck BP. But his, <laughs> his, his name, like his display name is Josh Fox hashtag ban fracking now. Um, so he, he obviously does take this very seriously and, yeah. and is very, yeah. I mean, Man, that's pretty cool though. That dudes that do fracking are called frackers. I'm just frackers, guessing. And that seems probably. like kind of a cool name. Um, Fracker. Hey, I'm, I'm a part of the group. I mean, I can say it. So can I, I know. I like it. It's the white guy <laughs> that works. <laughs> I, I I do believe, I think it was uh, on one of his Instagram stories that, um, so in the documentary, they do talk about how they have plans to start fracking in, in Pennsylvania and, uh, and New York in that, mm-hmm. in the big basin there. Yeah. Uh, it has been banned. It, it didn't go through. I was going to do yeah. the research for that, but this honestly sent me down a fucking yeah. cynical spiral. Yeah. I so just, oh, I couldn't. So, so wow, I, I okay. did. I did reach out to Josh uh, and ask him for an interview. Um, I've not yet to hear back from him, but if I do, my first question to him is going to be, "How does it feel 
to have directed one of the best horror films of, <laughs> of the last <laughs> 10 <Ooh>. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really scary. And yeah. Also, when, do you uh, think he sounds like the guy from Breaking Bad, that Jesse guy? Oh, I, I, um, maybe. Uh, yeah. So I That's think, a good impression. He was one of the most boring fucking narrators I may have ever heard. But, but that being said, it would have been super to, weird if yeah. he's like, hey guys, we're just here lighting yeah, some but, water but, on fire. But have some gusto. But I don't know. Compare, no, it, it, it compare works, him, but I just, it, it made me. Chuckle. Compare him to Michael Moore. I think it's very similar narration. I've really only seen Bowling for Columbine. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't really know. You gotta watch some other shit and then be like, God damn it. Oh, no, that was, um, uh, I I was gonna say Supersize Me, but that's not. Uh, not. Morgan. Morgan Spurlock. Right. But yeah, yeah, no, I I think, I, I think that narration is, is what was needed for it. I think it had to be boring. I, I don't know, but like Werner Herzog could have done this. He's boring in a German way, but I like yeah. the German accent. So like, <laughs> I don't sure. know. You just but like the accent. I do. But like, just maybe some, maybe some gusto. I just, it felt yeah. like when he was like, uh, like, is this going to fall on the little guy's shoulders? Am I going to have to be the little guy? Like, fuck, I don't know. Get angry, Josh. Yeah. Like believe in yourself. Like, cause I won't believe in you if you don't believe in you. But for sure. No. But yeah, I think again, like to, to my earlier point where I, th- I said it was just one side. Well, that interview. It was just one-sided. I th- I'm sorry. I, <laughs> Let's talk about it. I think he had to do that to make it not seem as one-sided. Like, like he didn't want to steal the show almost yeah. on, on the left side. And, yeah. and I don't think like he, he could be like super like crazy passionate about it because they're like, yeah. oh, obviously this guy didn't care about listening to the other side. It was yeah. just his Or if he's on like the verge of crying, he's just, a fucking he's tree just hugger. like, he'd <laughs> yeah. be like, oh man, shut up. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Like I, I, I appreciate his delivery was direct and... I just, I feel like in terms of completely objectively, yeah. that narration was maybe a little bit lackluster. Yeah. It, it made me chuckle. It made me laugh too at I some like point. Because I was yeah. like, it feels like the Breaking Bad guy and a little <laughs> see, bit of Batman. See, so yeah. like Batman's <laughs> teaching us that fracking is bad. I don't think <laughs> Which Jesse, I could see Batman not being behind. No. I don't think Jesse at all. I think Jesse's very, way more. I didn't even really watch Breaking Bad. Yeah. So my references are. I think, I think are, Jesse is a very, very bad reference. <laughs> oh, all right. Then, cool. Then he, I guess just Batman. He's like the, uh, like, it's always like, yo, dude, like. Oh, okay. Type of thing. Mm. I thought it was more deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if Batman was like, he was a stoner and he was just like a pipeline activist. That'd be tight. Yeah. (laughs) Then it's true. Yeah. Like, dude, don't you have the money to just buy this company? Like, that's besides the point. His man, god his damn it, Batman as an activist is fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, he's like dressed in green, and like he's wearing an olive branch hat. Dude, you could just buy BP, <laughs> man, and stop this. Like, nah, it's more fun to just yell at him. Yeah, I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, I like being angry. Yeah, <laughs> gets in his jet. Like, wait a second. <laughs> the point that Josh came across with the um, uh, like federal land reserves, like the V. V, VFAs or something. I can't remember what he called them. VRA. The land that everybody owned. Yeah. That. Is that the shit that like Roosevelt set up, right? Like the. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. National um, Land Trust or whatever it is. Yeah. That being used for fracking, that was kind of shocking. So. Like how little Americans are fed their own yeah. news the, and events. There's a very good documentary from um, Patagonia, like the clothing company. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Fuck, I forget what it's called. I think it might be called Our Land. I'll have to look it up. Um, but it basically, it talks about the like the national park uh, 
lands and uh, system and everything like that and public lands um, and how gas companies are, are moving in. Oh, yeah, because Mr. T wanted to, uh, not the Mr. T, the presidential Mr. Oh, T. Theodore Roosevelt. Well, no. Mr. Trump? Trump. Oh, Trump. <laughs> okay. Roosevelt <laughs> didn't like certain people. He liked the trees. Trump didn't like certain people and didn't like the trees. But Trump was trying to reverse something that basically said, like, this land can never be touched and then was like, well, I got gas company buddies and we could get in there. I see. Because I've heard, like, hunters and Not stuff talk bitch. about how, like, natural or, like, national land, like, you can just go in. Mm. But that being said, there's I don't think there's any or very little public land in Texas. Like, it's all private. Wow. So, so like, that's... But just think about how many... Texas is kind of an anomaly, even in the United States, though. Yeah, but just think about around here that like how many spots are public little like walkways and like little areas you could go. Yeah, true. Like in in Texas, like little walkways and shit, they would all be private. Yeah, like, they're publicly used but privately owned. Yeah, like oh, let's go on this walkway and like <laughs> bomb like missiles shit. going over your head. Like oh yeah. shit. Oh, this is also my private land. Range. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so the documentary I was talking about was called, uh, public trust. Okay. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it was, uh, made by Patagonia, the, cause they're an outdoors company. Yeah. Um, and it looks great on their resume. Uh, yeah. And, and I think like they, they're very, like, um, they're very big proponent of like, in like environment uh, envi- first. Yeah, environment Where's really their shit stuff. made? China, China, I'm not sure. China, Bangladesh, China, China. Um, Imagine it was made in Patagonia. But, uh, <laughs> That's that. even worse. Why? Because <laughs> they're just a small, underdeveloped nation, and like they're getting fucked by this huge company that took their namesake. I don't know. It doesn't seem so, fair. Um, seems like it'd so, be like if I called my clothing company like South Vietnam. Like, ah, oh, it's all made there, and they're all man, poor anyways. North. So, um, I'm, oh. so the the documentary is uh, executive produced by Robert Redford and. The guy who started uh, Patagonia, uh, Yvonne Schwanard. Okay. So it says here, Mr. Patag- Pada. Patagonia is known for its environmental focus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think they. they I'm do- sure they do try really hard. Yeah, I think uh, they they put uh, uh, a lot of money in into uh, environmental. And it's uh, it's totally possible too for a company like Patagonia and the rest of them to do what they do and be successful, but. Maybe there exists uh, a balance in the social consciousness of companies that there are some companies who have an edge because they're environmental, and then there are some companies who have an edge because they're not. Yeah. That if that's just how you swing, like Nike, mm-hmm. people, I'm, I'm just going to totally shoot this out there, but like people who wear Nikes maybe don't fucking care about the environment as much, and that's why they choose Nike, because they don't care. And people who wear Patagonia do, because they do care about the environment. Sure. So there's a balance there, in the market. There's a company out there called Ten Trees as well. Ten uh, Trees. Their clothing. And I think it's for every like piece of clothing bought or ever, for so much money spent, they plant... Uh, um, X amount of trees for, for that. So X as in 10 or no, I, no, I, <laughs> I, I thought it was, I, I don't, I don't know what the, oh, so maybe it is cause they're, it would make sense. Called 10 trees. So <laughs> that'd be awesome. Like we Roman do joke. eight and a half, like you sons of bitches. Yeah. Fucking 10 tree bullshit. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, so that's the same thing that Nike does. They just kill 10 kids. So whatever. <laughs> they have a 10 <laughs> program. And right. have you ever worn Nike shoes? Them shits is comfy. <laughs> Um, for every, uh, like, so for, say they sell 
two million dollars worth of merchandise they mm. plant uh, x number of trees that's cool yeah. doesn't they like forcefully do it like nations are like no we don't want these trees and, and i mean like, fuck you take them and, and they're not inexpensive clothing <laughs> like like I, think I was looking at a pair of 10 tree pants the other day they're like 100 bucks I've spent a hundred bucks on pants. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. not so bad. And if they're made I've out of like stuff bamboo and like love, yeah, I'd buy them. Sure. Again, well, yeah. I would want them made out of trees if they're planting trees. Like, yeah. let's make this a whole circle thing. You guys got a confusing business model. What the fuck? I get slivers in my dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. I'm not wearing these pants. If you have a brisk run, you'll get all fucked up. <laughs> Don't go near a fire. You'll just combust. It's like a hair shirt, but for the new environmentally conscious. Yeah. Just wear a tree, a bark shirt. A hair shirt is. But it, it, you're that, saying earlier about like making it fine, incentive. Hair shirt. What? Whatever. My shirt. Hair shirt. Hair shirt. Never so mind. it could work. So <laughs> since 1985, Patagonia has pledged one percent of sales to preservation and restoration of natural. Well, I mean, they don't really give a shit that much. But I mean, one percent. You still have to pay pay your employees and. and okay, uh, but one percent. Like how much do you pay your one percent? That's like cancer research. Like I care, but like seventeen living wages. Yeah, they they. Employ I gotta people. live in my mansion, bro. They so. employ a thousand Fuck. people. Uh, okay. Huh. Um, okay. I guess they're a niche company because like they're a global company for like, sure. Right? Like yeah, in, but the twenty seventeen their <sighs> revenue is uh, two hundred nine million. Okay, um, so one percent of that is like two hundred ninety thousand. That's uh, nothing. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I guess it'd be uh, two I'm, million. I'm terrible at math. Man, I'd rather support Nike that openly fucks up kids. I don't think they will stand behind that statement. But one percent <laughs> so, to me just sounds like a cancer research company that's like we give one point three percent of our just, research. Let's just say it's uh, um, two hundred and ten million. I'm not standing behind Patagonia. So divided by a hundred. Oh, this dead, dead air. air. Well, we do yeah, math. Fuck no. math. <laughs> so yeah, I also didn't realize, this is going to be completely random, but I didn't realize Patagonia was a place. Mm, and yeah. after reading that circumnavigation book, I was like, oh shit, there it is. Huh. It's right there. This it's is, right on the earth. This is the... Um, it's here. Um, I guess it's there. So 210,000. Yeah. 210,000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not a lot. But, but I mean, so... That's, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I have heard of landscape jobs from country, like companies that I supply like tubing and culverts for when their landscape costs more than that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, 200,000 plants, a lot of trees. You couldn't even buy a house in Napanee for 210,000. No. And maybe I did the, the but on a company that makes millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, Maybe, maybe like if you're like Apple, really where you're like two percent, uh, and you're like, oh, all right, that makes sense because that number would be so huge. But, like, but yeah, that would be another thing of if Patagonia is like that is literally one percent is all we can do because we are running on like bare bones. Like they run on a ten percent revenue and one yeah. percent of that. That's cool. Also, like, their demographic is like rich hippies. So yeah, that's true too, actually. Don't so, you think rich hippies would be like, oh, wait, 1%? Or like, oh, I can afford to pay a little bit more. So it says, we've awarded over $89 million in cash and in-kind donations to domestic and international grassroots environmental groups, okay. making a difference in their local It's also funny, because like, when was the last time you made a donation to a charity? 
Yeah, I don't know. We're, We're just talking thing. shit about this multi-million dollar company. It, every once in a while, I want to go to the grocery store. Like, would you like to donate a dollar to coats for kids? Don't look at me, kid. No. And most of the time, <laughs> and like, you put on your sweet no, coat. Not, not today. When not today really means no, not. I, no, I don't need a kid coat. Why would I do that? I don't wear kid coats. You fucking idiot. <laughs> look at me. I'm huge. <laughs> I I always ask uh, like where the charity goes to, and if they can't tell me, then I don't donate. Yeah. If they're like, do you want to donate a like a dollar to your local hospital? I'm like, what hospital? Yeah. They're like, oh, like it's LNA. You're like, yes, yeah, I'll do that. Sure. I know I pay taxes, but fuck it, it's a yeah. dollar. I'd Flip probably lose a dollar before I would give it to for something sure. like Flick a I, I would rather donate to local charities than like for na- sure. national charities. Yeah. But yeah. The um the amount of secrecy that was in this documentary, like the withholding of information, mm-hmm. the subterfuge in Congress meetings, right. the lack of communication between the company secretaries, even like the face of companies like Exxon and uh, Halliburton not willing to talk to someone who just wants to interview. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know they're making a documentary, and that classically has always been bad for bad companies. But this is the consciousness of protecting yourself through lies was super blatant. Mm-hmm. Well, was like, a big part. Most documentaries, like anytime they get to sit down with like the heads of big business, you're always like, oh shit! Like they usually don't get this opportunity. So yeah. like. Let's see how this goes. So it was really evident, like the one time where he was actually sitting in the same room as a guy. And he's like, "Oh, what's the focus of your documentary?" Yeah, and Josh obviously tells him. He's like, "Oh, yeah." Uh. See, that's where he kind of should have. Josh should have been kind of like lied to him a little bit and been like, "I don't know. It's just about like the awesomeness of fracking. Like, let's just talk about it." Yeah, that was a good impression. Thanks. That was a lot better. <laughs> um. Yeah, you met, you brought in a cool magazine that I had kind of forgotten about this Adbusters thing and flipped open to a random page and I don't want to take anything away from Adbusters but it looks to be uh, a part of an amendment to the Declaration of Human Rights I think probably from the UN I can't see this being an American declaration No, piece. I think that's set up by but the UN, isn't it? Like, Yeah, the Declaration of the Independence of Human Rights I think is yeah. a UN uh, yeah, it doesn't really say. Yeah, give that a read, Tyler, because it's fucking real poignant to this yeah. documentary. So everyone has the right to live in a world without secrets. This right includes freedoms from the state. Uh, sorry, freedom from state say, uh, state deception, freedom from corporate misinformation, freedom from financial manipulation, and the right to full public disclosure on all matters pertaining to peace, security, e- ecology, and finance. Okay, before we talk about that, does that mean they should tell us about UFOs? Yeah. I, yeah, it totally does. Baker Mayfield I said damn. he saw one. Yeah. Who the hell's Baker Mayfield? Uh, uh, NFL quarterback? That little, oh yo, that keychain I have, that little foamy keychain. Yeah, well, well, yeah. but <laughs> it's Baker. I, I have a bone to pick with Christian now. Okay. Why, why discount him? Because he's an athlete. He's a celebrity. He's an athlete. He's a celebrity. You have I, a fucking keychain of him. Yeah. Where's your keychain of me or Tyler? Um, you guys, but we don't do anything special. How many Twitter followers do I have? I you don't even have Twitter, dickhead. Exactly. <laughs> no, um, no. 
But uh, you no, just have a bunch my, of birds. My bone is that he is a voice to the people, and people really look up to him. So when he says these Man, things, he can change the world. That's so funny you should say that because I heard this clip. The clip was from a Joe Rogan interview, and Joe Rogan was interviewing a UFC fighter. I'm like, um, I forget the UFC fighter's name, but the UFC fighter basically just said what you said of like, oh, we're supposed to fucking believe this guy because he's famous. Like, so, it'd be like believing like. Uh, B.O.B. with the flat earth shit. Be like, no. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about him. So just good good job. If Baker Mayfield came out and said, I've never seen a, a um, UFO, would that be more acceptable? It would be because that's a new That'd be a weird statement. press conference. But he is still on the scientific ladder. But, but what if he has seen a UFO? Then I'd like to talk to him. Yeah. 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 I guess, but it, it's tricky, though, because if Let's he had to Cleveland. something like, oh, fracking's not bad. Well, <laughs> sure. Why mm. would you say that? Yeah. But like, it might've been a delusion. He might've been paid off. So Maybe the aliens gave him fucking skills. It would be Skittles. Skittles. Oh, I was like tropical Skittles. <laughs> no, they're the sour, sour Skittles. It's fucking sour Reese's Skittles Pieces, bro. Yeah. That's Man, what the aliens dark side like. Skittles? Dark side Skittles? Yeah. Cause there's bright side Skittles. The ones in the yellow bag. What are dark side ones? They make you like, just do like bad things. The red fruits, like raspberries, plums. Huh? Yeah, really good. Better than Brightside. Do you think any of like the oil exec guys reading that, like, what do you think they would take away from that? Nothing. I think that they would read it simply yeah. through the words like a megaphone. I think they might read it as like, no, because like we need to have secrets because it helps like we're protecting everyone and everyone like military secrets. Like everyone can't know everything. We talked about this with the freedom of speech doc with Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Like secrecy is a little bit important, but it is also not very humanistic. Like it doesn't treat uh, people like the Russians or the Chinese no. like real neighbors and it's just, on earth. Yeah. It would be funny for like a business guy to talk about that in like a military sense. And like, yeah. dude, you just sell fucking oil. Why the fuck? Like, you don't need to have military secrets of like, oh, we got this shit on this guy. Hmm. And like, I mean, but it, so secrecy in corporate worlds. Oh yeah. It's fucking crazy. Because it's all capitalist based. Yeah. But if it was a communist base, the secrets would be known to the government uh. and that government must retain those secrets because they don't want a rival government being more powerful because- yeah. They know everything. Yeah, about so they're the like, rival business. Yeah, like the art of war. Sun Tzu says, like, to beat your enemy, you must know your enemy. Mm -hmm. And if you just let all your secrets fly out, well, you're going to get fucking squashed. Right. And oh. we're still very war-based. Like, we still like to be on top. Communism seemed to work itself out, so. Every time. Yep. It's, for a, the good, ones, it's a good go. For <laughs> the ones on the top. Yeah, for, for like sure. four people. Yeah. I think there's an ancient Greek... Uh, mode of thinking there's at least a word to identify this mode of thinking and it's called amathia a-m-a-t-h-i-a and it was the difference between or it, it represents one half of two different kinds of stupidity and uh, amathia is an ignoble stupidity where you know very well what's going on but you choose to be ignorant because it's a political benefit or it's a financial benefit, mm -hmm. some kind of benefit to you, but mm -hmm. it is not a very wise or morally upstanding decision. And then I don't remember the other word that contrasts Amethia, but there's a noble stupidity, like just kind of a buffoon. He's trying, but like if he fucks up, it's not because he wanted to fuck up and screw things around and cheat 
he just doesn't know better. And like, he's mm. gonna, he would learn if he mm -hmm. could, but he's got a tough time with it. And you can't really fault him for that. You can only work with him. But if you're working with someone who chooses to be ignorant and who chooses to put his personal benefit above his neighbors or his people, fuck you. <laughs> and it's, it's a really powerful kind of, mm. it's a difficult word to use because who knows really what is noble intelligence and what is ignoble intelligence. But I would say that people who would read this excerpt from the declaration and they're a lobbyist from Exxon, they're amatheistic for sure. They know it's bad mm -hmm. and it's, it's almost like 1984's double think where you can hold two perfectly opposing ideas and you believe them both perfectly. Yeah. Save the world. The environment is worth saving and I will do anything I can, but I'm also going to frack. Mm -hmm. And I believe in these both wholeheartedly. I really do. And it's honest. It's a real thing. It's just, it's a mental gymnastics move that God gets damn. you what you want. Um, it's fascistic. Complicated yeah. motherfuckers. It is like technology <sighs> has made a population boom that things like fracking needs to supply. Yeah. And we just can't handle it anymore. The earth is, there's way too many people. And coal tan. And yeah. And it's all about, um, like it started off good, like medical technology saved millions of lives, like countless lives potentially. Mm -hmm. But that in a way is kind of bad because like we, we have to frack mm -hmm. to like to quickly provide people yeah. with resources to continue living. But if they weren't living in the first place because we just didn't support medical technology to make life more prolific, this wouldn't be a problem. Fracking might not be as pervasive and because fracking would be like oil would be cheap if you had no one to sell it to, but there are people and there are a lot of them. Yeah. So like a population plays a huge factor. But then what do you do? Like with like fracking, like China where you have like one child oh. and then it's, it's really the generation really later. You're like, Oh, we fucked up. Like the, this is why I think secrecy is really, really bad for things like fracking and the technology that goes into it. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's tough because unless you're willing to talk about it, and you're willing to take some blame be like, fuck, may, maybe we shouldn't have so many kids. And like, that's a personal, yeah. that's a philosophical choice. That's mm -hmm. not, that would objective. fuck so many people's heads. Cause they're like, yeah. well then why else are we here? Yeah. Like I like, like, I have no, I other... just, I'm going to eat food, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like yeah. work on that male birth control pill. I don't know. But like, yeah, I think population is a huge, huge factor into things like fracking. It's crazy too. How, um, like it's such a complex issue of like all the crazy chemicals and all the shit that's done is like, if you get an honest committee of people that run a city to be like, all right, let's get an expert in here and get him to talk about us. And then that expert works for the oil industry, which like, maybe you don't know that right off the bat. And then this guy spits some shit about, Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And yeah. you're like, all right, well, this guy said it's fine. So and like, that's like an appeal to authority. And then like this and Josh like, Fox guy comes in and then you're just like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Oh. It's, it's really yeah. tough. Cause I think, I think a lot of people, when they don't know about something, they, they look to authorities or yeah. like specialists. Yeah. But if that specialist has an agenda with him and that agenda is security of yeah. money and prospects economically, well, yeah. His bias might be real, but it might be real in his favor. But 
it does seem that like it's every tough. oversight organization for like a regular bot, a regular regulatory body of an industry is just bought by that industry. Yeah. So you're like, Absolutely. that's fucked up. And it always like the federal government doesn't, and like state governments, they don't have the resources to do no. their own studies uh. because if they do, it's like three people. Nobody <laughs> pays taxes. <laughs> and like that's a totally different subject. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's really tricky. I mentioned off the top that this was Oscar nominated. Um, so it, it was nominated with a, a movie we've all already watched. What, what year did this come out? Uh, it came in 2010. So it was the 2011 Oscars. Oh, shit. So also it, those it people to a doc that we've all seen. No, no, it it was nominated along with the doc that we we've those, watched for the podcast. Uh, Okay. Those people had contracts for water for 10 years. So now they haven't had water supplied by the oil company for a year. Mm. Like we don't over know. a year. Unless they, they renewed they've, the yeah, renewed contract. or, you know, yeah. re, re. I imagine after them. this yeah. came out that like <laughs> everybody in these communities that were affected probably has seen this documentary. Like for almost sure. without a doubt. So I imagine I that their so. contract renewals were rife with protests so they probably got even better yeah hopefully yeah if you were a lawyer that it was had a decent bone in your body you'd be like let's contact one of these families and fuck this oil company like i'll do a pro bono well and like also to say like the pennsylvania basin yeah didn't get developed so like obviously some changes were heard it was uh, like an aaron brockovich type of thing right what what one in 2011 no i'm just saying like oh that like like mitch said yeah yeah yeah. there's this lawyer who yeah. Uh, like oh, Eric. that would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, like well, yeah. It, that was similar to the, yeah. the airport, yeah, yeah, which yeah, like yeah. there was all these people getting cancer from, from yeah, Love Island or Love she, whatever yeah, the fuck she, it was. She yeah. uh when it, so yeah, so this was nominated along with Exit Through the Gift Shop, the Banksy oh, documentary. Oh shit. Nice. It won, didn't it? No. It, so what won in that year? It was a movie called Inside Job. Oh, it's uh, about the financial crisis. Yeah. About the deck. oh no, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. I think and it's we'll about see. the financial the crisis investigation into it because there's mm-hmm. the smartest guys in the room. Is about the it's Enron, Enron shit. Yeah, um, it was also nominated with uh, one we've talked about, Restrepo or Restrepo. Oh, fuck, Restrepo. Yeah. I almost picked. You know what? I almost picked that one last week, and then I'm I sure. had it, it coming out, and it was like the second one, and I <laughs> almost put it back to be like, let's watch this. But how intense we got last week? Restrepo is intense because you. Is, is, it, is it about organ harvesting? No. Oh. Okay. It's about like the most remote outpost, like the most forward combat outpost in the Congo Valley in Afghanistan, where it's like the deadliest fucking oh. area. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And like Ooh. dudes go up there and this, some of them yeah, don't come was, back. It felt like the same kind of train of darkness that we've been riding the past couple of weeks and just in a, in a grander scale. Like yeah. Last week was about fucking over a couple of specific people. Mm-hmm. This is about fucking over huge regions of land. Yeah, we're taking this shit international, baby. <laughs> so Inside Job was about the 2008 financial uh, meltdown. Yeah. And then it was also uh, nominated with a movie called Wasteland... Uh, there was a, a an Australian documentary kind of like Gasland where which would be kind of interesting to check out because the guy who did it was a guy who used to work in the gas fields. 
Oh, shit. And then became an activist because yeah. he was seeing what was going on. Wow. That's another shocking thing is like how I know people need jobs and it's the personal bubble of security that you can develop through having a good job, like working at Goodyear, like you slave away and you do terrible things to your body and to your family and your social life, but you collect a pretty good paycheck. Do you think any of the people at Goodyear know about like the history of Goodyear and how like awesome they were to the people of Africa? Definitely And you think not. they'd give a shit? Because they're like, I got to pay a mortgage, man. So and like, they definitely wouldn't it. either. Because like they go to work and they sling tires and they come home. Like that doesn't, that doesn't feel literally bad. Yeah. I mean, it probably hurts, but you get used to it. And that's just slave labor. Humans yeah. are used to that. Yeah. But no, like it doesn't, it doesn't come back and rear its head to them. So they don't see literally what that is like while they go to work. So they go to work and it's two different worlds. Yeah. And I think that that's like how you kind of build this double mm-hmm. think procedure where there you, was you a, think two opposing things and it's perfectly acceptable. There was a cool thing that Vice did um, where they followed when like the oil boom at West was really big. They followed this like 20 something year old guy who would make like stupid fucking money. Oh yeah. Like- and like, cause he gets dumb money. And then, like, you're in an area for, like, however long where you can't do anything. And then you're off. And he's like, I would blow all my money. Like, I would just get coke and go and, like, get prostitutes. So, like, that type of person is working. So, that type of person isn't like, man, wonder what the environment. And, like, you're just totally in it for yourself. So, you're trying to get So, a group of them is like, holy fuck. Well, Fort McMurray. Oh, and they did a doc on that, too. It's fucked. um, Like, its nickname is Fort McMoney. Uh, because people like your average like salary there is like one hundred and fifty thousand a year, because these people work and like, again like Mitch said, right? They, yeah. I mean, I Fort uh, McMurray has a big opioid. Uh, they have yeah. to man. Too, yeah, because these people have all this money and literally yeah. absolutely nothing to do. Yeah. yeah, like it's not a far drive into Edmonton. Um, but still, like you're fairly remote. It's a yeah. technically a kind of a small town. Yeah. With people who make a ton of money. You know what it is rich in, though? And it's a real shame. This is about to get real, like, pussy-laden. But everyone has a brain. Everyone can think, and they have imaginations, and they have a reason behind, like, they have a reasoning part in their self. Like, where did the pleasure in thinking go? Like, why is it just physical pleasures? Like, you've got to go bowling, or you've got to do drugs, or you've got to fuck women. Like, those are good things. Sure, I don't want to stop doing them. But, like, also just read a book. Like, talk to your friends. Imagine. Tell a story. I don't know. Like, these things aren't good enough anymore. But it would be fine. And, like, there may not be an opioid crisis. Like, there would be a presence, but maybe not a fucking crisis, if people just took pleasure in thinking again. Because, like, there's no resources required except for food and water. Right. The environment, though, fucking sucks, man. No, like, but that's what pushes you into So you have to be... Like, yeah. I talk to you, and I don't just look at this tree, because you're way more interesting than a tree. Yeah, but, but dudes like, that are in combat aren't just like, man, this is crazy. So, where did you grow up? They're no, just like, like, I don't fucking want to know anything. Combat, but I guess that's a little different, because... It might actually be a good analogy, though, because, like, you're secluded. You're with just this small group of people that you yeah. cannot deviate from. I don't from. know if there's... Well, I guess if you're shooting up fucking opiates you might be like i feel like i'm dying but i was like if you're in <laughs> well, Fort no, like, mcmurray in a war zone like a war zone seems a little more intense it yeah it does seem more intense but i guess just like the lack of and like this was a huge problem with the industrial revolution like the yeah. lack of the sense of independent 
living when yeah. you're a part of a huge corporation and you just yeah. swing a hammer all day. Like you're not going to have a real strong sense of self and yeah. self ownership because you can't do anything creative. You can't express yourself yeah. for the majority of the day that you're awake. Well, dude, I was literally just reading a thing about the industrial revolution in London. And when it started to really take effect, they put a tax on beer because like the consumption of alcohol, but then they didn't put a tax on gin because for some oh, yeah. weird reason it wasn't yeah. an alcohol. And then the alcohol, the gin consumption went up so much that the death yeah. rate outdid the birth rate. Yeah. So there was like, yeah, just dudes in factories just fucking um, getting fucked up. Yeah. Fuck this. That's an interesting correlation that like the industrial revolution happens and drinking rises. Yeah. Like, why do people need this escapist route to yeah. their lives if they were being fulfilled? Clearly they're not being fulfilled because they're just a factory worker. And like guys out in Fort McMurray who are yeah. on this fly-in sites of employment they turn to drugs just like the industrial revolution Londoners turn yeah. to gin. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if a lot of the places like in the States are like here in Canada where they're like dry and they're strictly drug tested. Like I wonder. It's a job site. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't think anywhere in Canada is dry or drug tested. I thought it, there oh. are dry reserves. Yeah. No, well, like reserves, dry work right. zones. Yeah. Oh, I, like work sites. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I, there is. I mean like all work For, sites. In like Fort McMurray? I don't think so. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I mean, but like, like the Russian uh, system works yeah. like, yeah, on the paper, it says this is a dry reserve, but yeah. like, I'm yeah, there's the Russian miners. I'm drinking. You guys are coming with me. Yeah. Fuck it. There's also <laughs> Russian miners that drink fucking like hydraulic fluid yeah. to get fucked up. So yeah. you could no, say like, there's no alcohol, yeah, but that even you're going to do something crazy. But like you will just, you will subvert the system because yeah. the boss just said to do it. And like, he'll give me an extra 20 bucks or like this booze is free if I don't tattle. So like, yeah, I guess we're drinking, even though on paper it says we're not. How pure do you think the opiates are in Fort McMurray? Not pure <sighs> at all. <laughs> like, like this was no heroin way. at one time. Now it's I don't yeah. even know. Where's the closest military base? That's where it's all coming in. Ed, is there one a military base in Edmonton? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and there's like Cold Lake, Alberta. People like, just oh, smuggling dude, it in. In Cold Lake, it would come bags. in so fast because that's where the jets are. Mm. <laughs> you get your coat. That's where like the fighter jets are. Oh my God. So they come in. Yeah. <laughs> They airstrike you with opiate. Yeah. <laughs> Hit you in the bag. Hit you in the face with a bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like, fucking fracking. Did you guys like this doc? Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was good. Um, like, structurally, like, did its production stand out to you in any way? I like the text where it came up, kind of like a, it was, the whole thing kind of seemed like a, uh, like a presentation. Whether like the words came up and then like the chapters, it was kind of broken up right. and then like yeah. the it felt like a project. Like yeah. Yeah, like yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and I think this was uh, Josh's first film, if not, I think so. Like, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, first full feature, I think. I mean, it totally works. Yeah. So it's um, something that's palatable for like a school or for yeah. someone to like. Like this would be cool. To have, like I was saying earlier, with the town being like, all right, we have the oil expert come in. Now let's watch this to kind of get both perspectives. And now we can watch this and say like, hey, oil expert guy, this guy said this and this and this. Like, what do you say to that? Right. Yeah. So yeah, it could tough. be used for education for sure. Yeah. And obviously, like we've mentioned it before, like the, the camera work obviously isn't fantastic it's yeah it's, but that's uh, the style of it it yeah. works right Actually, you know i yeah. think it's grassroots like yeah through and through from yeah. seeing the camera that he used there i think we have 
the same one downstairs. I think it was the same camera. Probably yeah. was. Yeah. Probably was. Because at that time, they still would have been all right. Yeah. And the footage looks like it's from that. Yeah. So the difference BX. reactions from the demographics that this could be shown to. Because like, I think that Mitch is right. You could show this to like kids in school or you yeah. could show this to like executives and Congress people. Yeah. And it would be palatable to both for different sure. reasons. Yeah. Like kids would be like, what? Like, how could you be doing this? Like they yeah. would be confused and like maybe a little bit angry and anxious, but you show this to adults and they become regretful and they start to really question it. And mm -hmm. they have hopefully some murmurings of change, but yeah, kids, like you show this to kids and it, it endears them towards the cause of being good and like trying to take care of what is so special and you show it to adults and they, they have the same kind of feelings. They saw the same doc, but they, they become regretful and they're like, Fuck, like that really hit me. Mm -hmm. And but kids, yeah. like it doesn't hit them, it lifts them. But adults, like it, it hits them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be great. I really liked it. I I felt like <laughs> I really liked it. I felt kind of depressed. But like that's <laughs> that's kind of it. Is like this like this hits you. Like this is a really well made documentary mm -hmm. if if you're inclined to care. Yeah. If you're not, I think it would just make you upset. Makes you think for like, sure. Fuck it, these guys are like flat earthers. It's like us looking at flat earthers oil guys and people who deny this kind of shit they're like fuck these idiots like these are just tree hugging progressives they're just flyover states anyways um, like who cares so he does have a follow-up to i think it's like gasland too yeah gaster um, land <laughs> what is that mean? um gassed uh, i think it's called gasland too fuck. <laughs> um I, thought, I like my title there was one scene, I think it's the cover of the doc, where he's uh, playing his banjo with a gas mask yeah. in front yeah. of a rig. That yeah. was, like, apocalyptic. That needs to be a t-shirt. That'd be cool. Yeah, that felt really uh scary. I think that's, like, the cover of the yeah, DVD. I think so. And, like, the posters that I've seen. Yeah. So, yeah, he... Uh, and, and, again, I, I want to watch... I want to watch more. So, he did a, a movie called Memorial Day uh, before Gaslin. I I feel like there's, like, there's not much information about it. Feel like it must be like a student film. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so Gasland is his first. This one. is Memorial Day. And it was a comedy Academy nominated. That's amazing for your first. Yeah, yeah. Kids hitting um, home runs. Then he he did a couple shorts, uh, documentary shorts, and um, the sky is pink. Occupy oh, Sandy. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, in 2013 came out Gasland Part Two. Yeah, that'd be interesting to check out. I knew about it, but I didn't watch it because I didn't. I didn't want it to change my perception of just this one. I think we have a. a it's a full of, length. I uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it. Yeah, that'd be cool uh, to check out. 125 minutes, so two hours. Yeah. Okay. A little um, bit longer than this one. So the one thing I think um, he does really good. So in 2016, he has a documentary, "How to Let Go of the World." So basically, it's kind of like a play on like how to. Um, the atomic bomb movie. Uh, I forget the whole title of that is, but title of his documentary, oh, like Doctor Strange. Yeah, Life. yeah. So this and how, how to learn to love the bomb. Yes. Or, yeah. So this is how to let go of the world and love all the things climate change. Climate can't change. So <laughs> I think he's like, mm. you know, Gasland and Gasland Part Two are very like doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I haven't watched uh, How to Let Go of the World, but mm -hmm. I have a feeling that uh, you know. It's kind of more of an uplifting theme, like, hey, you know what? Like, yeah. sure, we need to change climate change and and change, but step back, don't worry about it. Like, worry about it, but don't worry about it, and like, mm -hmm. learn to love everything that 
we can't change. Huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a really dude. stoic way of looking at the world. <laughs> yeah. Post living a natural inclined life. Post apocalyptic war, there's going to be people that are going to be like, man, just step back. Appreciate yeah. what you got. Yeah. It's all good. oil drum. There's a rat. So, yeah. It up. You ever seen a six eyed rat? Check that out. And then uh, he does, did one in 2017 Nature. called Awake, a dream from Standing Rock. And then, uh, oh, God. Oh. Yeah, he has one. Uh, this guy's definitely got an FBI file on him. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. <laughs> he has one that came out this year, uh, or is coming out this year. I'm not sure if it's been released yet. All right, cool. Uh, seems uh, to really becoming like a filmmaker. Comes yeah. out at the end of this month, so March 31st. Does it say what it is? It's called "The Truth Has Changed." Um, oh. The truth has changed. The solo monologue, which traces the arc what? of uh, American propaganda and misinformation from 9/11 to Trump. Oh my uh, god! From the perspective of the front lines, so holy sick. shit! Like yeah. front line is in like frontline media. Yeah, I would assume I, so. yeah, advertising like and that. shit. Yeah. Holy fuck! The war on terror. So man, yeah. man, he so, has a real opportunity there to like set his footprint down and be like, "Fucking like right. this is what I think." Kind of like what Alex nice. Gibney's doing with uh, like he did the one about the pandemic and yeah, how, totally under control. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah. hopefully we'll. Uh, We'll add some more Josh Fox films. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to those. Yeah. And, uh, there and he seems to really like commune with whoever he engages with. Like yeah. he, he seems like he doesn't he doesn't try to bring things to the table. And like at the end, the credits rolled and he was just playing fiddle and banjo with that guy yeah. next mm-hmm. to a campfire. Like fuck. Like he's also making a movie. Like <laughs> he's got something. Like he's got a job to sure. do. Like 24 seven. But he can he can just relax. Yeah. Just well, even at back. near the end of it when he could have said like the people that I've met making this documentary, but he was like all of my friends that I've made making this. Like yeah. it wasn't like he just went in and interviewed, like you could tell that he had like follow up relationship with those yeah. people. Yeah. Like he, he so really like, seems to just yeah, man. sit down and shoot the shit and like living yeah. comes first and like making this movie seems to just be a, sure. something he brings with him. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. I liked this one. Who this uh, picks now? Uh, you picked Gasland. Uh, you, uh, yeah, you I'll, go. I'll, get in there. Again get in there, Tai Sai. This could have been a great Tai Sai episode. Even like, <laughs> yeah. This is why fracking isn't that bad. There are shale people deep underground, and they're the ones. I think there is some theory that the earth is hollow. <laughs> of course, the hollow earth theory. But how can it be hollow if it's flat? Also, when you, basement? have you ever like knocked on, but dude, <laughs> it's just a, a wafer. wafer. Yeah, I've, I've knocked it. on grass and it's not hollow. The wafer so. earth theory. Yeah. I love it. That's, that's so t- sick. That's Thai side. That's, that's funny with wafer. Yeah. Wafer earth. It theory. needs to be like the waffle cone theory sponsored by Vans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love it. So I, I, I have no idea what this, uh, sweet. This one's about, it's called, uh, sisters in law. Sisters Uh-oh. in law. Polygamy. There's no hyphen. Polyg. I bet you. <laughs> Sisters in law. Um, Sister brides. I bet you it's going to be. Do you want to take a guess? Yeah. Yeah, that's what okay. I'm guessing. Sister brides. Oh, gee. You mean the actual polygamy and shit? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's going to be um, uh, underprivileged Americans or like uh, like oppressed Americans entering into law to change the system. You oh, guys are so wrong. Fuck. <laughs> Man, that could have been a great doc. So it's uh, this is the uh, write up. It, it's a movie, or it was initially re- released in France. Oh. Um, if fucking yeah. Polanski did it, I'm out. I can't. No. I can't. So 
following the caseload of a group of feisty female legal professionals. You were close. So, okay, yeah, so yeah. you got close. So. Right. They were under, underprivileged French females. No, no they weren't. <laughs> All the French are underprivileged. Tackling cases. Oh, we oui, oui, asshole. <laughs> tackling cases from marital violence and kidnapping to child abuse and rape. In the little town of Kumba, Cameroon. Why is in Cameroon there's all these like things that happen? There have been no people in Cameroon. Yeah, Yeah. but if it's a small town, just wait. There have been no convictions. I mean, small town. It's a country. You just said in a small town. Yeah. Okay. In a small town in Cameroon. I said little town, but I grew up in a little town, and there wasn't many cases of kids getting raped and murdered. I'm just saying. There have been no convictions of in uh, marital abuse cases for nearly two decades. Damn, let's go to Cameroon, boys. Thanks to the dynamic and okay. tenacious state prosecutor Vera Nagasa. We're going to have a talk after. Court President <laughs> Beatrice Natuba and other things are about to change. Wow. So, uh-uh. All right. Yeah. And Man, this would be this great. There's going to be... I, I, so I, I think the, uh, the uh, language of Cameroon may be French. Uh, like, I wonder why like, that is. Like the Cameroonians were like, we want to speak French. Like some African you think that's countries. A, total choice. Uh, huh, yeah, they chose that. I, I, I don't know that for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, like, is this a French produced film? I, I don't know. Uh, and maybe it was just uh, considered France because maybe it was released at Cannes or something. Mm, yeah, it yeah, could have been France, that's its uh, first international release. Yeah. I yeah. bet you. Hey, mm-hmm. how much do you want to bet that the perpetrators are Europeanos? Uh, so it says... Country of yeah. origin, Cameroon, or and the UK. Oh, we haven't so. watched a doc from Cameroon, have we? No. So this is our first African doc. Cool. All right. Yeah. Cameroonians. It's, uh, it's ranked, rated 7.3 out of 10 on, on IMDb. IMDb. Oh, right. wow. That's, that's Man, there's going to be like Cameroonian guys trying to justify why they should be able to beat the shit out of oh, their wives. Oh, fuck. You're right. And that's going to be crazy. Oh, it's going to be so, like a solar mama. <laughs> like, you're telling me on Wednesdays I can't kick the shit out of her? Like, <laughs> no. You just fucked up my whole week. <laughs> so this is going to suck. Yeah. This, uh, I got to listen to her? Come on. This was in a bunch of uh, film festivals. So uh, it wasn't Cannes. So maybe that's why it was. Okay. That would make this sense. Really, it, yeah. it won the. C-I-C-A-E award, which oh. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. I've been for that one myself. Um, I started huffing paint, though, so I can't. <laughs> it won the uh, audience award at the Amsterdam International Documentary Oh, this is a very... I don't know why they're, that's not Austrian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an international. <laughs> and Austrian or Amsterdam is not in Austria. You're either. right. They're Dutch. <laughs> um, so it, it uh, was nominated for the British Independent Film Award at the British Independent Film Awards. For best British documentary. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Well, it uh, was nominated right for best documentary at Clotrudius Awards. Yeah. Cool. And that's that's the who? Uh, do we know who directed it? Or you already said that? It's. Uh, it's I did not say it, but uh, let me see here. Oh yeah, Vera Vera Naga- No, that's the cast. Director is Florence I. Nightingale. Kim. Longinato. Mm. All right. Yeah. Cool. This sounds great. Female yeah. lawyers kicking ass in Cameroon. Fucking so, changing the world. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if this one's going to be more uplifting than this I week don't and last think week. It's, gonna be. it's about marital <laughs> violence <laughs> and, uh, and rape. So, but uh, yeah, we'll, just we'll to get see. to see some women kick some ass. Fuck yeah. Okay. I uh, will see you uh, boys next week. See you. Yes, sir.